Rise up! Welcome to Rise Up Radar, where we keep the Falcons on your radar. Thank you for joining me, Stan Parker, for another episode. Let's have a ball and show. There is hope. There is hope for the season, yet do not lose hope, Falcons fans. Do not lose hope, Rise Up Radar fans. It's your boy coming at you for another episode. Um, I was supposed to record this week, but my life got crazy. Um, had to take a kid to the hospital. Just all kinds of uh, wild things, and I did not record this week. So um, this is my midnight recording for your game day morning podcast listen to before you listen, watch the game. So in this episode, we're going to take a look at... Um, the three things that I saw that the Falcons did well in the previous game against the Seahawks, which I think there were some positive things, so we're going to dwell on the positive things. Obviously, there are a plethora of negative things that need to be fixed, but to get you pumped up for Sunday, for today's matchup against the Dallas Cowboys, we're going to focus on the positive ones. So one of... The four thing or the three things that I saw that uh, encouraged me was no one got hurt. I mean, there was no major injuries in the list. Uh, a couple of people went down just for stingers and being winded and everything else. But last week against the uh, Seattle Seahawks at home, no one got hurt. So uh, if we could continue that trend and. Uh, Jamon Brown, or uh, Jamon Brown, wow, sorry, James Carpenter um, started the game. Yeah. Hennessy came in and played a couple snaps. Um, kind of like a rookie report card uh, again that uh, number one, AJ Terrell had a solid day, had a pretty, um, pretty, pretty solid day. That's what, okay, so number two is the, pl- the rookies played. They played, and the rookies played pretty well. So that's a number two thing on my list of, hey, things didn't all go bad. So rookies played well. AJ Terrell played solid, had six tackles. Um, Marlon Davidson did not play, um, but he looks like he will play against Sunday, so that's a boost against the Cowboys. Uh, Then there was Matt Hennessy played some snaps at left guard in relief of Carpenter, which was good to see, you know, development there. And, you know, it's trending towards him being the left guard. If, um, if we can't stay in the same path here and then who else was there? Uh, Michael Walker played some snaps. Um, and I don't think it, oh Jalen Hawkins didn't play any on defense, but he played some in special teams, and uh, Huff Richter Hoff Richter uh, started. So I, don't, I think that's all of them there. So that's um, the rookies played played, and the rookies played decent. There was no glaring. Oh no, we picked the wrong guy. So uh, that's always a positive thing. Ah, uh, number three. I've actually got more positive things on my list. I'm just I've got them on my list and. Uh, 
Number three is we got three sacks. We got one from Grady got a sack and a half. Um, Dante Fowler got a half a sack. Tack got a sack. So that's three sacks on Russell Wilson. Really hard person to sack. I know he was holding the ball a lot to try to get out to his playmakers, but all in all, they're they count. They don't ask you how; they ask you how many. So they got a, they got three sacks, and if they could continue that trend, which they've been known to do against the Dallas Cowboys, uh, one of my favorite games of all time is um, was when um, Adrian Claiborne had a career day against Dak and the Cowboys, and. He got six sacks on the day, so I'm um, hey, we'll take six. We'll take another three. I mean, this uh, three sacks of Dex Prescott would be would be cool with me. So that was a positive thing that happened against Seattle that we hopefully roll over into Dallas. These are, we're just trying to get you pumped up again for the game today. All right, number uh, what are we on? Number four. Number four. Yeah, I wrote this down earlier in the week and kind of just. Life happened, and I wasn't able to get into the booth and record. But the Falcons played good against the run. Because <laughs> I'm sure you've heard about it all week. Listen to the radio or reading the articles that you read. Uh, that um, The Falcons basically came out and admitted that they only planned to play Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks against the run. They only planned to play them against the run. So that's why Russell Wilson was able just to sit back uh, and on some a lot of snaps, sit back and carve up the defense. He only missed three or four passes all game. So, I mean, they got three sacks on him for sure, but, like, he was able to sit back there and just pick apart the defense. So uh, Raheem Morris hit a sound bite. I don't know if this was uh, – of a coach just letting too much information out into the media or if this is a common thing or he's just the first person who admits admits it. I don't really know, but he admitted in a press conference that, that they just planned on them running the ball the whole time. So they devoted most of their efforts with stopping the run. And then when Russell Wilson dropped back to pass a bunch, they weren't essentially weren't ready for it. So, um, the positive out of that is they they planned well against the run and executed because he only had like uh, Chris Carson, I think his name was. He only had seventy five yards rushing, so around there. So that was positive. And then another positive that I've noticed was we're on number four, number five. Another positive. We're just gonna quit number them. I'm just gonna spout off everything I think was positive during the. Uh, the Falcons lost to the Seahawks there because there were some positives that you could say like, Hey, we did this well and we're going to take that and we're going to build on that. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get you excited. And because there's a lot of Debbie downers out there right now about the coaching staff or whether or not we should move on from the coaching staff. And there's a lot of people just adding fuel to the fire. So what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to, you know, we're going to live in realville. We're going to live in, um, reality but we're going to put some positivity into this so there were hardly no penalties i remember last year and the year before and a couple of years back it's just been a it's been a trend in my opinion i don't have any like you know data to support this right now i guess i could go look it up but the falcons have been pretty terrible 
um, discipline-wise is holding, jumping off pre-snap penalties, and penalties just all together. So um, to see them have a pretty clean game last Sunday against the Seahawks was encouraging, even when you're down a couple scores. I mean, because this thing was tight during, I mean, till halftime. We're talking, you know, three-point deferential at halftime. You hung with them till halftime. That's another positive thing. We missed an extra point. That hurt. So, um, and we had fourth down execution problems. So, I mean, they were a couple plays away from being right back in this thing and being able to pull one out. So, um, we're going to, we're just going to dwell on the positive things. And I'm sure you know about the negative things and Russell Wilson going crazy and all that. So, those are the th- there was little four or five positive things that I saw from my seat in my living room that you know like you know what hey we're going in the right direction we got some decent pressure we got some sacks we played fundamentally sound uh, through penalties and things of that nature no one got hurt so hey we're gonna take that. We're going to roll that all up into a ball, and we're going to run to the Cowboys with it. So, like, today, I, I look, these are my, so I got some keys to the game today. While you're sitting on the couch, you'll be thinking about these. We need to continue with the pass rush. We need to trend with the pass rush, uh, get Dak Prescott off his mark. He, he is a mobile quarterback. He will, like, to, he does like to run and extend the pocket, but just stay on him. Um and I would say, uh, so that's number one, pass rush. And number two is kind of goes along hand-in-hand hand with the pass rush. And I think it has to do with a like a, um, a fundamental style, too, that I don't know if they employ enough. But they need to blitz more. Because right now, the fronts that they are running, sometimes they run three, sometimes they run four. The fronts that they are running right now, Aren't getting home enough. Aren't moving the quarterback off the mark enough. You know, giving your your the back end enough time to cover or throw it away or make a play. They're not getting pressure enough. So I would see like I would like to see maybe bring a safety down and blitz. I don't care how you blitz. Honestly, I'm not going to tell you how to blitz. Bring Neil on a blitz or whoever's the most successful on a blitz. Maybe Denard. I think he has some experience blitzing. In the past, but I would like to see somebody in the box that's not usually in the box as a blitz package and and be able to get after the quarterback that way. Get creative of getting Dak Prescott off his mark because I don't think Dak Prescott is as good as a quarterback as everybody else thinks he is. Me and my boy Todd Brooks had a pretty good conversation about that if you want to check that out on another episode. But um, I'm not really high on um, Dak Prescott now. Zeke is a dude now. Zeke is a is a, is a man and he is a very good running back and I am definitely. Uh, fearful of his abilities uh, because when he, he gets rolling, he is very talented. So, but Dak is overpaid and uh, overrated in my opinion, and that uh, I think that you can exploit that today <clears throat> on this wonderful game day Sunday. Rise up! And uh, another key to this game coming up is O-line protection. They've got a pretty good defensive line. They showed that on week one. Uh, the Cowboys do. This is going to be a good test. Matt Ryan need to keep his jersey clean. Um, so we just need to keep learning. 
Like I said, Carpenter played a couple, uh, most of the snaps. Hennessy got some snaps in there at left guard. Uh, Jake Matthews have a good game. Everybody, he was a little banged up during the week. Everybody, get up there, stay healthy. Let's let's have a good game. Offensive line production. That's a key to the game. I'm looking at if that could happen. The Falcons have a good chance of taking one on the road and getting their first victory of the year on the road. Uh, number four, I think we're on. Number four, key to the game for me is um, slowing down Zeke. I will say it, stopping Zeke. Zeke is a very versatile guy, very versatile running back. He could run it between the tackles. He could stretch it out, play, you know, run that stretch play, and he could catch it out of the backfield. He is a true bell cow back. And if the Falcons game plan for him as good as they did against Carson, uh, swarming to the ball and not letting Zeke beat you and make, put it all in the arm of Dak Prescott, I think, you know, I think they stand a better chance of beating them as the other way around, taking away from Dak Prescott to let make Zeke beat you. So, um, obviously, you still want a game plan for Dak. And I don't think Raheem Morris is ever going to really live that down. Kind of lets you behind the curtain there. And I think that was may have been a little, <clears throat> a little bit too candid. I don't know. But, hey, tell the truth, man. Is, uh, the Falcons have a thing on Mondays. They watch film together, and it's, it's called Tell the Truth Monday. you got to stand and present. Hey, this coverage is a blown coverage. It's my coverage. I zigged when I should have zagged, that kind of thing. So, hey, maybe it was just a Tell the Truth Monday, and uh, uh, no one told Raheem Morris it didn't count against the media. I don't know. So those are my four keys right there to, to Sunday's victory um, against Dallas. Uh, pass rush. Let's get three more sacks. Let's get four sacks. Let's get five sacks in the game. Um, number two would be blitz more while getting pressure on Zach. Let's blitz more. Let's let's make them play a, a faster game. Don't let him sit back there and have three seconds to throw the ball. Because when you give a quarterback three seconds in the NFL, I mean, freaking Matt Leinart can look like Johnny Unitas back there. So let's not do that anymore because the Falcons do have a history of having 40-year-old quarterbacks not named Tom Brady come in and just whip you. Matt Hasselbeck, I'm looking at you. And then uh, Blitzmore, uh, O-line production, uh, keeping their defensive end at bay. Also, too, making holes for Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley had a pretty productive day until halftime. And then they abandoned the run because they were down a couple scores. And they just said, you know what, we're not running it anymore. And we're going to keep his legs fresh, I guess. And we're going to just throw the ball 100 times. And get three receivers. The Falcons had three wide receivers go for 100 yards. First time in two decades that's ever happened. And they lost. So um, Julio's going to get his. I don't think they have an answer for Julio. That's going to be a key to the game as well is that they don't have an, a real answer for Julio. Their answer for Julio would be a pass rush. So if Matt Ryan can stay up, Calvin Ridley's becoming a, a number one. So you got to double somebody. And if it's Julio, which it should be, Calvin's going to be open. So the pass game, I think, is going to eat again today. Whether or not the defense can hold water, that's what we, we're going to focus on. Uh, and then... Uh, slowing down Zeke is number four. 
crowd the box, make him make his day tough, make him earn all of his yards. Don't let him have the explosive plays. Watch him out in the backfield. Put somebody good on coverage out for him. You know, I think they should run some more man. I don't know if they have the personnel for man, but uh, that soft zone is really is really killer sometimes in the NFL because they get so exploited. You just find a soft spot. You can sit down. And uh, anyway, that's my those are my four keys there. And then here are three things that we need to avoid. The Falcons being we. Three things the Falcons need to avoid to get this W on the road against the Cowboys this week. Or today, actually. They need to avoid getting behind two scores. Uh, they showed last week that they are not good at... Um, I don't think many people are, but not good at coming back and still playing balanced um, when they get down two scores, they kind of just abandoned the game plan and just said, Matt Ryan, you just throw it 100 times to see what we can get. And so that caused the coaching staff to be more aggressive, which is good, but um, the aggressive fourth downs had a good trick play dialed up, but had a fumble and all that stuff. But the main thing is don't get down so much that your game plan goes out the window. So stay ahead of the chains. Avoid becoming predictable. So whenever you get down, when you get like, whenever you get into third and, you know, once we're in first, second and ten, third and ten, you become predictable. Hey, they're gonna throw it. We're just gonna camp out at the sticks. <clears throat> so if you stay ahead of the chains, second and five, third and two, then you could get creative and and really throw your playbook out there. So um, avoid getting behind early. So first one was. Stay ahead of the change. Second one was getting behind early. And then three. We talked about this a little earlier. And this is kind of just a, I guess, general thing. But let's avoid it this Sunday. It's, let's not have any turnover on downs. I, I like that Danny Quinn is sticking to his guns. That he said he's going to be aggressive. Therefore, he is aggressive. But sometimes... You just take the points. You got a pretty good place kicker. Young Way Koo is on my fantasy team. Shout out to Young Way Koo. Um, I mean, last week, last Sunday, if Young Way Koo was able to kick in your traditional spots, you know, that's six points right there. I know he missed an extra point. Um, but, I mean, you take your six points and run. You take your three, take your field goal and get them next time. So... If you're going to go for it on fourth down, which seems like it's going to be, he's going to ride with that that saying until he gets fired or whatever, then we got to dial up some plays that are high, high percentage plays. Not no plays that's going to cut half the field and cut your field in half of of having um, to make spectacular plays to, to convert this fourth down. So if we're going to go for it and be aggressive, which it sounds like we are, we got to dial up some plays that are have high percent, high percentages. So um, those are my, um, that's just my thoughts right there on, on the fourth down conversions. But number three of things to avoid was uh, getting turnover on downs. All right. So, so to recap, the keys to Sunday is pass rush. Let's get a pass rush going. Let's, 
stay solid on offensive line, use a balanced attack, slow down Zeke, and bring more pressure with blitzing. So if we could do those things and avoid getting behind and getting predictable, I think we put ourselves in a good spot to get ourselves the first W, the first win of the year, start our winning streak off. It starts with one. Let's go Falcons today. Let's beat the Cowgirls. Rise up. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Rise Up Radar. If you like what you heard, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review. And if you have any questions, if you have any show suggestions, go ahead and drop them in the comment section. And uh, thank you for listening again. And until next time, rise up.